Welcome back to Autism, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and in this week's podcast, I asked Dr. Sheely what she would say to an adult coming to her for help. Let's listen in. I think the first thing I would do is ask you. I would ask you, um, do you agree with the diagnosis? Have you had feelings for a long time that something was going on that you couldn't explain? Where, what part of this have has focused on your life and helped you make sense of it? So I would want to know kind of where you got stuck, when you realized it, and what has been hard for you, even though even though some people uh, don't look like they're struggling with anything, they really do struggle. And there's this internal kind of anxious struggle that's going on all the time, particularly for someone who's uh, diagnosed later in life. But I want to kind of understand from their perspective where they are with it. I wondered if, in your experience, and I know you have helped many adults, uh, if they at times feel like they haven't been heard, that they have tried to communicate, that <clears throat> this has this happened when you've started meeting with adults? It has. And one of the things that um, I've noticed is for people who were never diagnosed, Every now and then, some of those people were actually diagnosed when they were younger, and the parents didn't believe the diagnosis or thought that the ch- that the person might use it as a crutch. Any kind of um, re- any kind of any number of reasons like that. And so, I try to find out: was there something early on that they that their parents have divulged to them? Well, you know, when you were four but we didn't believe it and you did great. And now I'm glad I didn't tell you, but sometimes people re- feel like there's something going on with within themselves. I'm sorry, I'm coughing. So they, they, they feel like there's been something going on. They're anxious about it. And because they're doing particularly well academically, it seems to be the big thing. Everybody's looking So doing well academically. You're okay. Just, So I would imagine that you have conversations where I wasn't okay. And what did those what did those things look like? When you weren't okay, what were the areas where you struggled? Were there situations that you found very difficult? And so yes, we do I do want to look at those things. I think it's important to know that when an individual, any individual comes to you for help, they're they're coming to you because they believe they know that they need help. Um, what what does RDI have to offer? If I'm an adult, can I get help? I mean, for whatever I'm I'm feeling at a loss for, or that I feel like I need someone to help me. I think uh, when people come to us and they're really young, they're children. Um, you know, we believe in the guiding relationship. And so we're working with the parents to help them grow their children. But for some of these adults who come to us later in life, they've figured out a lot of things for themselves. 
they've also um, masked a lot of things and kind of brushed them aside, realizing it's a problem. A lot of times there is a great sense of relief for an adult who gets a diagnosis later in life. <clears throat> Often say the same thing. You mean I'm not crazy or stupid? Because those are the two things that keep coming to mind when they look at how effortlessly the rest of the world does things that they struggle with. So how do, where do you start? I know you start with finding out, you've told us, you start with hearing, <laughs> listening, asking. Uh, and then how do you go forward? Well, I think it's tricky. I, I think it's tricky with an adult. And I, I think it's tricky for a couple of reasons. One thing I've observed is that when adult has when an adult is struggling with autism and has been misdiagnosed or not diagnosed, <clears throat> there's been a lot of overcompensation that has surrounded them. So uh, what we have to do is we have to look at those areas of overcompensation and see how the person feels about them. I mean, if and um, how can we? How can we get begin to scaffold for them so that they have the same autonomy someone else their age would have? I love that you said autonomy because I know that's what's important to you. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times just all of us as people can care so much about what people think about us, but autonomy is what is important. Autonomy is important, and um, I don't. I know that there are different categories where we where the DSM five places individuals, and they there's like a, a number one, which is a lot a lot of support is needed. Number three, which is not a lot of support is needed. But I often don't see that much difference in the kind of overcompensation that occurs, and so. Even if you would be a number one person, a level one person, where it would be assumed that a lot of assistance would be needed, I want to think about that person as seriously as I think about the person who everybody's going to assume is not going to lead, needed a lot of support. And so we want to look at how much, how much autonomy can they have? Can they have a job? Can they get around? We're in Houston, which is the fourth largest city here. It's a huge city. Can they get around and find out where they and go places they want to go? Um, where's their Where's their social Where's their social support? And I found that when we keep focused on what that person wants and how to help them get there, we can have great success. I love that you help people who come to you feel heard. I know uh, for some wonderful people I've talked to that they they wanted to talk to somebody, but they just couldn't find someone who would hear what they were struggling with. And it sounds like from what you're telling me, whether they're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, um, that step of being able to talk to you is really key. And to find out um, and to find out where they are struggling. Um, I mean, you might see someone who has a job and they've done fine with that job. I remember 
a man 62 who was a teacher and he was he was doing okay but he was really struggling in his relationship with his wife and he didn't know why he was struggling he just knew that it really never worked the beginning of their relationship she loved that he was always asking for what did she want to do and where did she want to go and she just felt so uh, she just felt so great about herself with him asking her these things then she realized that he was afraid to make the decision he didn't know how to make the decision he didn't know how to handle it so one of the ways he had compensated when he went out with someone what would you like to do and um she was very she was quite angry about um his inability to do this so he and i just worked on that because it was something that was important to him <clears throat> we have to understand that when someone is uh 40 or 50 or 60 that they have things they would like to change with their lives and we have to help them understand where they are, where they're stuck, and then scaffold and frame for them the point where we can reduce that scaffolding and framing, and then they're more independently doing the thing that was of concern to them. How important is trust at this point for you with whoever you are seeing and visiting with? No, the trust goes both ways. I really want to feel that the person trusts me enough to be honest <clears throat> with where they are and where they're stuck. And I also want them to feel that they can trust me enough to share some things that may have been very painful for them. Um, I personally never push someone to talk about anything. <clears throat> I feel if they want to talk about something, they will. And if they're ready to talk about it, they will. But they it may take a while before they get into an area that's been really difficult for them. And I honor that. So we start we start with whatever we can start, wherever we can start. Well, I've loved visiting with you today because I would always want any individual who was feeling the need to seek help and, and, and felt that need to have hope. And from what I feel from you is there is hope at any age. If you're feeling that need to feel heard, that you haven't felt heard, that you have, as you said, what what is it that's missing for you? Um, I feel very hopeful. I feel hopeful and I feel excited. It's really wonderful when someone begins to step out and explore the world around himself or herself and to feel like they have that sense of agency, that they can have an impact on the world around them, that they can have a mutual relationship with one or two or maybe more people. It's very exciting. And I know that RDI can get them there. And thanks for joining us for Autism, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.